Yeah. Yeah, like what if I like, like the ready player one example, let it let's say it was like uh big history. And welcome back to Between Realities. We are so excited to have you here with us today. Thank you for joining us. My name is Alex. I am joined here by my co-host, Skiva. How the hell are you, sir? I'm great, man. It's Between Realities Friday, so I am stoked. Uh, that it stoked. is. Stoked. That it is. And hello to everyone in the chat. I'm going to spare you all the uh, typical chat rundown because we are on a little bit of a time crunch today. We have a guest waiting in the wings who has uh, graciously offered to come on the show today, but not for the entire 90 minutes. So we're going to get started as soon as we can. Uh, this guy knows his shit when it comes to VR. Here's the book right here, The History of the Future, Oculus, Facebook, and the Revolution that Swept Virtual Reality. Today, we have the author of this book on the show. Please welcome to Between Realities, Mr. Blake J. Harris. Hey. Thanks for oh. having me on. I should, I should clarify that I know my shit for a very specific scope of time um, in the story. And then also, uh, you know, sadly, it's been, it's been a couple of years since I wrote it, so I'm sure I'm no longer the expert I once was, but I'm... Thanks for having me on. I that book is I I said at the time I still think it's true the most important thing I'll ever write. It was a very rewarding though exhausting thing to write, and I'm happy to be on and talk to you guys. 
Dude, I got to tell you, um, I like, I love to listen to audiobooks. I've done a lot of, um, a lot of drive time where I, where I listen to books and, and, um, I often get in that place where I'm like, I get to where I'm going and I'm like, oh, I need to get back to this book as soon as possible. And that <laughs> rarely ever happens with anything that is nonfiction. Right. But this book grabbed me and I could not wait. Like I'd get out of my car and I just put my headphones on. I could not wait to see what was going to happen. Like the way you you made me feel like I was taking part of the history of everything that was happening. Like I was in the room with you and Palmer Lucky and Mark Zuckerberg. And like it just blew my mind. I feel like this someday should be picked up by Hollywood for a movie. I'm just saying. Ooh. I'm just saying. <laughs> Oh, thank you. I'm so I'm so glad to hear you say that because that was very intentional, not the movie part necessarily, but I just I really want, you know, I I spend years interviewing these people for these books that I do, and I and it's so exciting for me to hear them because they're telling it to me like they're in the room and I could see it in their eyes like they're back in time, and of course I have to distill that, but but I want the the readers or the listeners to feel like I do, and it was such a fascinating story um i think that with most nonfiction, uh, personally i just i don't i like to know only what the characters know at the moment so like you shouldn't so palmer lucky shouldn't know you know it shouldn't be written as if he knows how the story is going to end that he's going to be ousted from the company when he's starting this thing and being super excited um and so i'm glad that it that it resonated the way that it did uh you know early on one of my initial pitches to oculus in terms of just getting access was that you know, I said that when the book came out or, you know, which was going to be around the time initially of the uh, TV one, I said, you know, ready. I said, player one will be ready, but my book is going to be for players two through mom. Cause I wanted this to be like a, a way to put names and faces to people who were like, what the hell is virtual reality? Why do I need virtual reality? What's this thing? And to put, you know, to tell it through characters is I thought the best way to get my mom and other people interested in this technology. Totally. Nice. You know, like, and I, uh, I haven't finished the book yet, but uh, I've dug into it a little bit. And they're like, when you're reading these, the story, like, it's interesting because we're talking about nonfiction, but then we say story, you know, and like, it reads almost like a fiction novel in a way, like be with, with the dialogue that takes place between characters, you know, it's like, you know, Zuckerberg, you know, thought about it and then says this and then, you know, like Carmack responded and like, it's like you're a fly on the wall while all of this stuff is happening. And that must have been quite a, uh, quite a project because when we're like retelling, oh yeah, dude, by the way, I bumped into so-and-so at a convention. You know what he told me? It's like all very like uh, anecdotal, you know, but when you present it, it's almost like you were there listening to the actual conversation. And mm -hmm. I'm sure that you had to take some kind of creative liberties for some conversations here or there to kind of make that happen, right? Yeah, I mean that, that the hardest part is the structuring it and and figuring out how to do that because a lot of times you're right. Like, just in life, people will say, "Well, share anecdotes. They're not to a specific period of time. They're sort of inherently embellished, not better or worse, but just to be a little bit hyperbolic." And um, the, you know, I, I've I've written two books or I've, I've published two books, uh, and the first one was about. Sagan attended in the early 90s, and there was there's very little historical record. There's no way anyone remembered exact dates for things. So I took I took more creative liberties with that, though I would never have done so if I didn't have the actual interview subjects right. to share the drafts with and make sure I was capturing it. 
but with the history of the future, especially because of how the story ended and the role that I think journalism played in, uh, you know, in, in the portrayal of Palmer Lucky and his eventual exit from Facebook, and I think that was very irresponsible. I really wanted to create a set of standards and be really um, uh, meticulous about it. So, so in this case, um, I, 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 I basically, you know, I'm also a documentary filmmaker, so I did it the same way that I would do a documentary where all the dialogue is verbatim things said to me by the people, though obviously sometimes they're talking to me if I ask them a similar question as a character would be asked in the book. Um, but, you know, it, it, I, I, I wanted to be able to capture that dialogue because I think that's a big part of life um, and, and, and capturing that energy from that time period. And, and then some of the more difficult things that were left on the cutting room floor were actually, like, interchanges, um that, that I that I thought were really fascinating and should be in the book, but I could never identify the exact day. And with this book, if I didn't know mm -hmm. the exact day that something happened, I didn't want to put it in there because I didn't ever want, you know, I, I didn't. I wanted people to at least know that these conversations happened on that day, um, and so that was tough. But 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 like so much, I'm just thinking about it compared to my first book, where it was a story about the early '90s versus now where not only do we have documentation in the form of like right. cell phone videos with timestamps, but uh, I, throughout the process, I ended up getting access to like over 20,000 emails, especially from the, wow. the start of Oculus. So Wait, I, so you're saw... just digging through these emails, like looking for information. Yeah, it was, I remember it was like, uh, I spent three weeks going through like the first like major batch that I got and it was like Christmas. I mean, it was like so nerdy. <laughs> but like because wow. it, it's like it's, it's that way that you feel when you read the book where uh you know carmack and and palmer and brendan are talking about some problem and they don't know the answer and they're trying to figure it out or um and there's you know even an example in the book where i wanted you to feel like very much i felt like explicitly with like with the the doom situation when there's the, the issue with it and oculus and doom which was initially promised for dk1 um Kickstarter backers is going to be an issue because of the, the 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 conflicts between the companies and like how do you handle that from a PR standpoint? How do you keep your customers happy and be honest? And so uh, I really got to see that all unfold like email by email by email, and that was really fascinating. That is amazing. Wow. Yeah, that's super cool. Like to be to be that guy that gets to hang out, go through emails, record and ask questions to some of the people that are so influential in our world. I mean, we're not even just talking about VR here, right? You got Mark Zuckerberg who started a, you know, who started Facebook, who that's worth billions now, right? You got you got um, uh, Palmer Lucky who invented modern day VR. Mm -hmm. You know, you got John Carmack who started the 3D video game revolution, and that is now working on on uh, VR and artificial intelligence. I mean, these people are extremely smart. They're they're just amazing characters, and the way they come out in this book is really like that. They're just amazing characters that you can't even believe that these people are real. You know, there's so much drama that happened um, during this book. I can't imagine like when you first thought you were going in to write this book. Um, it must have been like, wow, this is going to be great. We're going to hang out. We're going to talk to these guys. Everything's going to go fantastic. <laughs> the industry's going to blow up, and, and I'll be done with the book. But instead, you got some drama, <laughs> some drizzy drama. <laughs> so that, for sure. Is, were you even remotely prepared for the stuff that happened within Facebook and Oculus? Um, uh, this is a really good question. Absolutely not. I was totally not prepared. 
Um, as anyone who's read the book knows or who's familiar with Palmer's exit from Oculus, like it, it, tur- it swerves into politics a lot. And I have so little interest in politics. I especially have no yeah. interest in writing about politics. It's like probably the last thing I'd want to write. But, you know, my job is to go where the story takes me, even if it's the places that I'm not comfortable with or at, don't feel like I'm qualified to write about it first. But, you you know, that's why the the book ended up taking me four years. My contract with my publisher was only for two years. So I took an extra two years because I had wow. to follow that and also, you know, make sure that I was capable of doing this sort of uh, investigative reporting. Um, but yeah, like it, it, it was a real, it was a real bummer too. Cause yeah. um, you know, like you're talking about having these relationships with these people and having these conversations with them over years of time. And, and of course everyone's memories change a little bit and you know, none of our memories are perfectly exact. That's why I try to triangulate all the information with multiple sources and documents. But but the but the way that they thought about other members of this group because of the drama changed, you know, like 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 um, there was a period of time where it was very valuable to people at Oculus slash Facebook to talk about how wonderful Palmer was while he was still with the company. And then after he was gone, it made sense for them about how useless he was and that it was no big deal. He was gone. And that was really sad for me to see, because from a PR standpoint, I get that. But from like a man-to-man human friendship standpoint that was just really kind of devastating oh that's that is that is so sad man like i i i would imagine it would be something like having you know a couple a couple best friend right where and then they divorce you know and then all of a sudden each you know they're all talking crap about each other so that really is sad because these these people are all you know, for lack of a better term, geniuses, mm-hmm. like legit geniuses. Mm-hmm. Palmer Lucky is one of the smartest people from the time he was a little kid. This dude created this, you know, the Oculus as we know it in a trailer in his parents, in his parents' driveway. Right. Like, like <laughs> what, what are the odds? You know what yeah. I mean? Like this dude was a legit genius and then, and then ended up hooking up with John Carmack. And for, for those who don't know, um, I guess Palmer, um, gave to, and, uh, gave, um, uh, some money to an anti-Hillary uh, campaign um, and made by pro-Trump or something. Spoilers. And because of that, just kidding. Well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so, so for people who aren't familiar with it, um, Palmer donated a, a little bit less than $10,000 to a 501c organization that was pro-Trump. And their goal was to put up billboards, uh, like I guess you could say meme-like billboards, um, which at the time... And, you know, they used some language like shit post like, which back then, you know, people were like, oh, my God, what's this word with profanity in it? This must be bigotry and <laughs> terrible things. And that's not how I understood shit posting at the time. And I don't think that's how most people understand shit posting now. Right. Um, but so the the entire history of this organization is that they only ever put up one billboard of Hillary that said um, too big to jail. It had a little bit of a character of Hillary's face. I voted for Hillary, by the way. Um, I was and I was not offended at all by this advertisement. And but uh, it was reported as if Palmer had funded this ultimate hate group, which was not true. Um, uh. And he ended up losing his job. But you're right. It, it was so much like being in the middle of uh, a couple breaking up. And I remember having a conversation with, um, you know, one of those main characters that we've, you know, one of those like genius people that we've talked about. And they were saying that they wished that my book was not going to be written until five years later. So they, they would have time to process all of this. And I said, 
oh, look, I get where you're coming from. But I actually used the divorce analogy. And I said, from my standpoint, and I think even from the couple standpoint, it's actually more interesting to document it as it's happening. Because five years from now, based on how things turn out, you'll, you know, if someone remarried, they'll be like, they, they'll have more fond memories because they're happier now. And I, I liked actually getting the in the moment mm-hmm. look at what, I, I, you know, how things were unfolding as they were actually unfolding but it was details get lost you know it's like afterwards you know if you do wait that period then you know you're remarried and you're like oh yeah you know i got married married for eight years and then i got divorced it's like what like there's eight years there you know (laughs) and a really brutal breakup like that's that's some juicy shit so Mm -hmm. i think you were right to document that absolutely this is a super juicy book and and i feel like it's it's not it's not just me being a nerd and being in love with VR. Like, this is legit good storytelling, and it's not even a fictional story. It's real life. Right. And the way it was captured, it's just, it's like watching a movie. And that's why I think it should become a movie. Well, I would love to see it. And I've got a question because uh, I've been eyeballing this book, right? And I see this cover. And I personally have come up with some theories myself as to if, as if there's any symbolism or what this thing means. So I'm wondering if you want to reveal to us what this cover means or if you want to hear my theory first. <laughs> I want to hear your theory first. All right. So here's my theory. My theory is that – and if you can't see it, do you, can you bring it up, an image of the – Oh, yeah, yeah. So here's the cover of the book. And from what I can see here, it's showing the tail of a, of a big – blue monster right Mm -hmm. and to me this big big blue monster represents facebook and it's hell-bent fucking destructive force you know it's like the big blue monster rolling in and destroying the town like godzilla yeah like godzilla yeah it's like look out for this fucking big blue brutal monster so am i right (laughs) well uh, i I like that theory and i I, i'll say i don't think you're wrong um the actual with my first book, it was much more of a like, collaborative process in terms of like, what are you looking for in a cover? And I shared some ideas. In this case, the publisher surprised me, and and I and and just said, here's here's something we were thinking for the cover. And it was not at all what I expected. I expected something with like a headset, um, and and I mentioned all that because I was uh, I really it just hit me in a really good way. And so I can't say what the intention was on their part, but what mm. I liked about it was that. Um, it was like three things. One of them was kind of like what you said. It was that, you know, like almost like a Jurassic Park thing. Like you mm-hmm. see some equivalent of the water trickling or the tail and you're like, okay, well, there's something else bigger here. Um, going also with the Palmer thing. I liked that it was like Palmer was kind of the elephant in the room that no one was talking about. And we're just talking about this, like the, the elephant's foot. And it's like, well, what about the whole elephant? Um, mm-hmm. And then I just liked the idea that, um, you know, Oculus is often credited as if like, some people, especially more of a mainstream media, would say like, "Oh, they invented VR," which they, they didn't invent VR. They they were they're largely responsible for this phase of VR, commercial VR, and they deserve so much credit, uh, billions of dollars worth of credit. But I like that this was like the tail end of something that had been going on for years and years and years back mm. in the fifties, and that you know we were just sort of focusing on that. So that's that's where Aww. it came from. The tail end. Right. Oh, I didn't see that one coming. All of yours are great. I like mine the most. So. <laughs> I like yours a lot, too. Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and just, like, say that that's it and that I was right. You, okay. you, can, you can report that I confirmed to you that your your guess was Boom. accurate. Perfect. See, that's that's all I needed. Now I'll be able to sleep tonight. You know? That's funny because I, I really did always wonder why, why there was a, a dinosaur on there, right? 
Yeah, well, but yeah. now we know. Yes. Thanks to me. And You're knowing, welcome. Knowing is half the battle. <laughs> <laughs> it is. So I, there's something that I say all the time, Blake, and it's that um, it's that we're living in the future. You know, and I love to say this because there was a day that I can remember specifically in my life where I realized it. I like looked around. Everything was modern as fuck. There's a huge flat screen image there where I'm using DVR and like pulling up videos on demand and stuff. And I was like, oh, my fuck. It's the future. Like, here we are, you know, and like I say this sometimes, you know, and I say we're living in the future and people are like, huh, you know, what do you mean by that? You know, but. When I say that we're living in the future, I imagine that that probably resonates with you, Blake. Does it? It does. I, I imagine maybe you're an old soul. I feel like it has to do with your age also. I don't know how old you guys are. I'm 38. How old are you guys? I'm, uh, I'll be 34 this month. 42 right here. I'm the old man. Okay, yeah. So, <laughs> like, I mean, even, like like you said, uh, you know, I, I, people have referred to my work as, like, nonfiction novels, and I think I really like that. I don't <laughs> That's not a term I've heard before, but like, you know, the, the, I make a lot of effort to incorporate themes and to try to, you know, create a sense of ambiance. And like, you know, one of the things I wanted to get into the first chapter was just something that as a kid would have struck me as very futuristic, where Palmer, when it was talking about Palmer's uh, at creating Mod Retro, which was a web forum that was a few years before Oculus, where he met many of his friends that became part of Oculus. And, and basically, it was the idea of him striking up these friendships online. And back when I was growing up, especially when the internet first became popular, uh, you know, parents would say, like, oh, those aren't real friends. Those are online friends. And mm -hmm. clearly, and, in, and Palmer didn't feel that way. He's, 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 he's 10 years younger than me. Um, he's also more tech, you know, focused. And, and, and uh, but I just, like that to me was just a small hint that this is something that we're in a different time and also that he's part of a different generation, but we're very much living in the future. I mean, I feel that way anytime, like when I'm backing up my work and it's like, Oh, I'm just going to back up five gigs and then delete them from my computer. <laughs> on this thing that costs like $2, it's like, or whatever, like a $10 memory stick that has like 256 gigabytes. Like, dude, we were just freaking I out about one drive yesterday. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> one, one drive is fucking amazing. Man. <laughs> like, dude, if you guys aren't using one drive and you are collaborating on anything, you are making a mistake. This shit's yeah. incredible. Like anything hits your computer uploads instantly. You can pull it from anywhere off of my foot. Like it's fucking cool. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it really is. We definitely are in the future. I mean, we, we are so close right now to being in a spot where we have uh, VR that is so immersive that you almost can't tell the difference. And in another 10 years, when, when BCI starts to really hit the market and things are, are going strong, I mean, I feel like we might lose actual reality. So this is very much the beginning of the future, mm -hmm. you know? Any thoughts on BCI? Brain-computer uh, interfacing? I, I guess. Yeah, yeah, no, I know. I, I, I find it scary. I think, I mean, I'm not super knowledgeable, uh, but I think a lot, of, I, I find a lot of these things scary, which I totally acknowledge is probably just me being like an old man, as opposed, like, I'm sure that if I <laughs> did my due diligence, I, I'd feel a little bit differently. But uh, I guess uh, just using this book as an example and using your understanding of the cover, like I went into this book thinking pretty highly of Facebook, you know, it's, it's a big corporation. So I wasn't like, like a huge admirer, but I thought, well, that's great. They, I love the entrepreneurial spirit. I love that it's free. I love that they let you do a lot of stuff that you want. Uh, I left the book having dealt with Facebook corporate and seeing how they operate, feeling very suspicious of their motives and distrustful. 
And so having them involved with BCI uh, seems very like a terrible idea to me. I think that if there's like one thing, or maybe not one thing, but one of the biggest takeaways that I think seems to me of like the past decade is that uh, people are much less comfortable with and much often judged, especially in a career way, based on sharing their thoughts on social media. So um, having a having a way to share thoughts even more easily, I know it's a different kind of thoughts, um, in, a, in an era where people seem to face ramifications more for sharing honest thoughts without ill intent, uh, seems like damn. extremely frightening to me, um, especially with a company like Facebook that does have a, an activist uh, mission. That is, they're, they're not shy about that they want to change the world in certain ways. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, since writing this book, I mean, yeah. it's already been some time, you know, like you wrote the history of the future, but now we're in the future of the history of the future, you know? So has your, has these past couple of years, have they like been dramatic? I know you've been focusing on other stuff, but like, have they been dramatic as far as like your perspective of Facebook in, in the VR space? Like, are you, do you now kind of have like a mostly uh, pest or, or what's like a more oministic perspective or are, do you still, do you still like kind of remain, um, you know, optimistic when it comes to it? What do you think? Mm, yeah, I guess, I guess a little bit, uh, probably more pessimistic than not. Um, yeah. Just because I think of like, I'm just really even conflicted about take like the Oculus Quest or the Quest Two. Um, when people, you know, it's not it's not uncommon for people to ask me if they should buy it. Like, oh, you, you know, you're familiar with this? What do you think? And and like, there's just this cognitive dissonance where, for the amount of money you're paying, it's an incredible technological feat for a technology that I love, VR. It's like an incredible gateway in. But I'm so suspicious of Facebook and like not even suspicious, but I just. They are they're tracking a lot of information. I don't know what they're doing with that information. I actually don't even think that they know what they're doing with that information because I think a, a big problem with Facebook is that they just give uh, they, they they open themselves up to the actions of bad actors, whether it's internally or not. And then when something bad happens, they say, "Oh, like sorry, we didn't protect this well." And part of their job is protecting things well. Mm-hmm. Um, so. So I don't know. I mean, do you guys recommend people to buy Quest? How do you guys feel about Facebook being such an important player in this? I have always been very vocal about how how Facebook has put in more energy and more money into this technology than anyone else. But they're doing it with very ill intent. They're doing it to to gain you as a product. They can now self-identify you within five seconds of you using a headset. They know because of your movements that it is you. Without a shadow of a doubt, they they are yep. they are building these massive profiles about who each and every one of us are, and then you got companies like Microsoft who are who are then you can you can uh, upload a, a relative's voice, um, give them access to the social media, and then they become a digital assistant. There's a lot of weird stuff that's going on. This is not you know with artificial intelligence coming, um, they're going to be able to replicate almost the entire human race. I mean, Facebook is more a database of people, what they like and what they do, um, in order for them to make money than it is anyone else. So when people ask me if they should buy um, a quest. I always ask, well, what is your feeling on, on, you know, 
everything you do and everything you look at being recorded. Um, this is definitely the best hardware for the cheapest amount of money. It's a very good headset um, as far as technological um, advancements go, but, but man, the things that they do with this data, it's just not ethical. It's just not ethical, and yeah. I, I don't trust it, but, I, but I'm kind of a hypocrite because I use it all the time, you know what I mean? And I use the show as an excuse, but I mean, you know, the, the fact of the matter is I love this technology so much that, that you know, if Lex Luthor came and, and said, I got the best VR headset ever, I'm probably going to use it, and, and I know that bad stuff's happening but behind the scenes. you would use it knowing that, that hopefully Superman is out there, right? right. And, like, right. maybe we'll just use it until Lex Luthor gets taken down, you know? Right. Like, the, the, the thing that scares right. me the most is that public traded company business like yes. the fact that facebook is a publicly traded company so the ceo could sh could change exchange hands in the future you know and like yes. maybe zuckerberg is not a big enough dick to ruin our lives with all that information but once that company gets sold if he dies in a car crash or some shit then yeah. what the fuck is going to happen with yeah, all the that yeah the next data? guy that comes in who yeah, knows that that could be like the ioi thing so like to me that's the scary part it's the fact that like yeah. at the end of the day like it's really just about money and no no one gives a fuck about anything else they don't care about you they don't care about your safety, your privacy, all they want to do is sell to you and make more money. And like, we love this technology for other reasons. Like we don't love this technology because it's making us money. We love it because it's mind blowing. Like it's immersive. It's like living in your dreams, you know? And like, it's hard to ignore a company that's doing more for that than anyone else. So it is a kind of a catch 22 situation that we're in right now, but yeah, I'm hoping Superman shows up Me and too. fucking kicks like Luther's ass. And then we can go back to like chilling and being okay. That'd you be know? great. Come on, Superman. That would be cool. Yeah, but here's the thing. It's like, imagine if uh, Lex Luthor controlled Facebook and can push news stories about how Superman, yeah, you know, oh, distrustful immigrant, like, what are, what are well, his intentions? Yeah. Who can stop him? And then, like, that's our whole thing it. about the checks and balances. Yeah, basically, like, how can you have checks and balances when the information system can, you know, uh, really influence the way that you perceive that? Which I guess ultimately it's on you to, to think about sure. these things. But, but yeah, yeah. It's you are. You know, it's if you control the data, you control perception. If you control perception, you control the actions of the people. And um, people tend to not care, and I think they won't care until something major happens. Um, but but as of right now, they are controlling how people think, and it's not just Facebook; it's Google; it's all of these big companies that that they yeah, yeah. make money from from data mining. Right, mm -hmm. the, we are we are the product. For sure. we, that hardware in the Quest Two does not cost two hundred ninety nine dollars. It costs a lot more, but it doesn't matter to Facebook. They're still going to make money from selling us. Mm -hmm. They're still going to make money. So, so, Mr. Blake J. Harris, we're kind of running out of time with you here a little bit, but uh, you've been working on some uh, on a project that it's not really related to VR. Maybe you could share a little bit about that. Um, well, tell me if this is the one you're talking about, but. Uh, I'm currently working on a book about my literary hero, Larry David. Yes, sir. Um, and uh, hopefully end this on a more optimistic note or end my portion, uh, you know, coming off of the history of the future, which again, I think I'm so glad I wrote, I'm so proud of, but it was an incredibly exhausting experience. It was not a very enjoyable experience. Um, reporting wise, I really wanted to work on something fun that brought joy to people. And I was thinking about things that had brought joy to my life and few things that brought more joy than Seinfeld and Kirby Enthusiasm. So um, I wanted to write about Larry, but I only wanted to do so if I had access to him and to other people who could help him, you know, help tell his story. 
and it's still surreal to me that that has happened. Congrats, dude. Congrats, but, yeah. uh, wow. Yeah, I'm, I'm writing about Larry, and I guess the, I'll give the short answer to the question that everyone always asks is, how much does he like his character on Curb? And I'll say that he's very, very similar to his character on Curb, except that he's a sweetheart. So um, mm, nice. always getting into crazy situations, always, you know, uh, deconstructing things from an observational standpoint but he actually has empathy and and cares about hurting people's feelings and is not defiant like he is in the Dude, show i fucking love curb your enthusiasm <laughs> it is so i love seinfeld funny. they're all great stuff yeah that's great stuff yeah. that's that's a great thing to, to write about back to what we were talking about earlier like the thing that i love about larry's work is that we all remember it most for being funny because it, it is that's like what's most important about it but like thinking about Seinfeld as a show about nothing, it's it's the most intricately plotted sitcom story structure. And so I think that just really made an imprint on me. And whether it's this book about virtual reality or a book about Sega Nintendo or a book about Larry, you know, just the thinking about the structure and the plotting it out is so critical to, you know, creating accessible content and enjoyable content. And so that's that's part of why he's my hero. And so Long way of saying that, in some small way, Larry David is responsible for the history of the future. Wow. Well, wow. Thanks, thanks, Larry David. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> I guess we'll have him on the show next. Um, well, dude, this has been like so awesome. Like, why, why don't you like give us some some closing thoughts before we kick you off? Um. I don't know what to say. Just, uh, thanks for having me on. Just say thanks and shit. You know, just wrap it up. Yeah, no, thanks. And I'm so glad you enjoyed the book. I, I always view my job as to be like the ambassador of these people's stories. They're entrusting me with their emails and stories and all that. And I just want to do uh, uh, do right, even if it's not always flattering to them. But I, I think that, you know, overall, it's a pretty uh, – what, what these people in the story accomplish is pretty impressive and there's no one that's a bad guy in it. It's just people maybe with different motivations and incentives. Um, so thanks for having me on. Thanks for spreading the word about the book. I'm happy to come back on the show, as I mentioned earlier, because I do need a run. And it's not because I'm doing like fancy hobnobbing with Larry David. I have to take my cat to the vet. Um, <laughs> and I guess, uh, you know, closing thought cats are awesome cats cats have been the best thing about this pandemic so everybody go go take your cats to the vet please like take good care of your kitties they need love and they need (laughs) medical attention sometimes so make sure you take them to the vet blake j harris this has been so much fun thank you for joining us uh the history of the future is the book follow this guy on twitter Uh, we put his links in the description below and yeah uh, there's 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 links in the description to buy the book on amazon there's links to um to to the console wars definitely check this out for for this is the most fictiony non-fiction type of writing you're gonna see i mean it really tells these stories in a very entertaining and awesome way so definitely check it out and we'll take you up on that offer to join us again again because this has been a lot of fun and we've got we we need we need more we need more blake j harris so thanks again man all right take care guys later brother all right man see you later boom just like that Oh, there's our next guest thing. We can announce it, I guess, but we're not going to end the show yet, folks. We're oh, yeah, that's going. true. That is true. But Kyle Renner is our guest next week, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> we'll talk about that later. Guess, so let's just go back to the main one there. Um, all right. So thank you guys um, for being here and, uh, you know, being okay with uh, us not really addressing you during this. You know, we, we knew we only had about 30 minutes with Blake, so we really wanted to kind of capitalize on, yeah. on it, but. 
Zero Cool, Lissa, dude, Delirium Drew has been here. Fucking uh, Rendered Reality has been here. Uh, Croy VR has been here. What's up, guys? Gamer Tag VR, which I'm going to mention his comment in a second. Tones My Bones showed up. Glitch Fandango has been here. Duty's been here. Uh, Ted uh, Brady's been here. Dude, this is so awesome. Obscure Nerd. Um, um, uh, how do you pronounce home? How do you pronounce homegirl's name? Just yeah. Robin Smith. Robin Smith. It's backwards. Oh, it's Robin, backwards. Robin Smith. Mm -hmm. You crafty, crafty crafter. <laughs> um, get to the Chapa has been here. Uh, Onikaze has been here. Hussein X has been here. Dude, holy fuck! You guys are so awesome. Yes. Paradise, Thank you guys. Paradise for Decay. Um, and I'm pretty sure it's about everybody. Oh, Quicksilver sneaking in before uh, before I end this rant. Nice, nice. Um, so good to see you guys. And Gamertag, by the way, yes. uh, before you say shit, Gamertag <laughs> rolled in and gave some massive props to us because we now work for VR-related companies. Everybody knew I work for Behaptics, but now Skiva here is community manager for fucking Cyber Shoes, yo. Boom. There it is. Yo. Can you believe it? Like, dude, congrats, man. Like, Thanks, man. It's really awesome. Thanks. Uh, you know, I've, I've just always wanted to work in what I love. And I, I have always, I love VR, obviously. I was an original backer for the Cyber Shoes, and I'm one of their biggest fans, I think. So, yeah. Yeah. It's well, pretty awesome. Listen, dude, if you, mm -hmm. if you, uh, if you think that that's going to change my unfiltered perspective of these things, nope. all right, then <laughs> we're on the same page. <laughs> uh, no, but it's really cool, man. And it's Thanks. been so amazing to like, this like past year, bro. Like, you know, I mean, how long, how long we've we been doing this show? When it has started? been, man, it's been really close to a year. It's been, oh, it's been over a year. It's just, just barely over a year. We started in February of mm. 2020. So the very end of February, it's been a year. So, yeah. And in the year that we've started the show, we've met so many people in the VR community. We've so, connected yeah. intimately with yeah. tons of amazing people. And now we both like, have fucking paying gigs in VR like this is fucking dope so we're I'm personally I'm loving this right now yeah. it's fucking badass thank you guys for for, for making this happen yeah. without you guys none of this would have happened mm -hmm. either for real so and you know thank it. you guys for just being supportive all the time yep. too like it's really great to uh to have such a supportive community you know and it's like Cyber Shoes posts this shit today about you and like everybody jumps on it being like holy crap this is great you know and it really <laughs> is dude so well, Think, thank things could be worse. Um, things could be worse. Yeah. This is very true. And you know what could be worse is this show, but it's not going to be. It's only going to get better because actually we just spent a shitload of money on new equipment. Yes, guys. The audio on this show is going to improve drastically or at least a better for what we just dumped out of our pockets. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so so next month, it, it's taken a little while for this equipment to get to us, um, but uh, mid-April. Mid, uh, we're in March. Yes, yeah. mid-April, we will have this equipment here, and, and you'll be able to um, hear our wonderful voices even more clear. Yeah, we're going legit, like yeah. Joe Rogan legit. Yeah. Like, boom, Joe Rogan microphone. Boom, Joe Rogan microphone. Boom, sick-ass mixer. Like, this is going down. It was not cheap, and we really hope that it'll fix things, because right now, sharing this microphone, yeah, it's, it's not cutting It's it. kind of for the birds. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I got to tell you. It's not cutting Yeah. Um, Dean and Brent showed up. How's it oh, going? Oh, what's up, guys? I'm going to guess it's not both of them. I'm going to guess it's Dean. Might be. But right. if it is you, Brent, hello. Hi, Brent. But what's up, Dean? It ain't Brent. <laughs> it ain't Brent. Right. It's Dean. Okay. So, oh, good job. I'm excited Thanks. to see your Thanks. face more on, on the internet. And, uh, right. you well, know. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah, we're here. 
We are. We're here. We're fucking doing shit, y'all. Yeah. Um, so there's probably some stuff we should talk about. There's been a yes. lot of fucking news, and maybe we yes. should start with this HTC business. Oh man, HTC. <laughs> oh my. Oh no. Oh my oh, god, dude, no way. Oh man, it's been. What's <laughs> up, bitches? Oh. Ha, ha, ha. Holy shit. All right. Dickhead Robot is here. Dude, it's been a while. This guy tormented us all of season two, and Skiva has been pretty good with the firewall lately, so yeah. I thought that's I why we weren't going to see him. So the, the firewall actually does nothing. I've just been busy doing robot stuff. Well, fair enough. Uh, thanks for, for not being such a bastard lately. Appreciate you guys that. aren't so bad for a couple of dickholes, but those idiots over at HTC... That marketing team should have been fired with that CEO last year. That cryptic bullshit only works when your products are actually anticipated. Damn, dude. Like, hey, I've got a Vive Pro, so I am personally a little bit excited. I could use some of this stuff. See how it works. First, it's a mouth tracker. Next, it's an eye tracker. They could make a butthole tracker and you guys would buy it anyway. HDC stands for Hype Train Catastrophe, but you meatbags fall for it every single time. Right? Like they're making a, a face tracker for a discontinued headset. Doesn't even support the Cosmos. Their new What the oh, hell? What the fuck? <laughs> I guess you're right. Guys, and this man. new Vive tracker, 70% more power, 33% smaller, and 0% shits given by anyone. All right, listen, HTC could be competition for Oculus, right? So I agree. Don't I worry. There's a couple of meat bags in a closet somewhere in Bangkok called Deca Gear that are going to swoop in and save the day. Not ha, ha, ha. Hey, man, I pre-ordered that headset, man. Come on. You pre-ordered Deca Gear? I did. What? I did. For Come some on. reason, that does not surprise me. I'm bored now. See you jerks when I feel like it. Oh, man. Son of a bitch. Well, it's been a decent run without that guy. It has been a decent run, you guys. Sorry about this fucking dickhead robot. I thought we had fixed this problem, but apparently we haven't. Apparently not. This guy comes on and fucking talks a bunch of shit. Yeah. Dude, I you know, I was so happy that for so long this guy wasn't wasn't uh harassing us. I thought we I thought I finally get that firewall taken care of. Well, oh, but well. but Fuck you know it. what? Whatever, man. You got to I got to be honest, his timing was pretty good because we're just start about to start talking about HTC and I kind of agree with this guy right now. Like it is this it's like the cryptic messaging like only works when it's the thing people want. I know. You know, like I you know. can't do like a cryptic uh, fucking advertisement for like some shit that no one cares about, which is exactly what happened. Yeah. It's crazy. You know, like we are trying to get VR into the mass audience here, right? We're trying to get everyone into VR. And instead of focusing on a nice, a good headset that tracks well, right? They, they, they come out with a face tracker and, a, and another Vive puck. Yeah. What? Like, huh? Well, like a tracker puck. Like, I don't, I, I don't mean, know. We we needed it, but that shouldn't have been like, 
like what was it like six days of of like oh we got something cool right oh, what's yeah. happening here I know and I mean you know we've we've heard from an interview from with some HTC execs that a headset is coming right so like we yeah. know that something will happen yeah. but to like and here's the thing I was actually I chatted with Nathy this morning for a little while and we talked a little bit about this and um, you know he was talking about how the headset is not going to be a quest competitor all right like mm -hmm. it's it's mm -hmm. not going to be nothing they're not going to be able to do that and they're right. saying it's going to be better right. than the quest so what does this mean right. it means it's targeted for enterprise right yet they fucking advertise this shit like it's intended for consumers and they use consumer perspective yep. to hype this shit up but then release a fucking enterprise product yeah. you know like what the fuck? yeah i think it's going to be a high-end you know htc likes to try to come out with high-end products doesn't always work out for them but um not since valve left at least but i'll tell you um htc is going i think they're going to come out with a headset that's just what the 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 people that really have some money to spend on this stuff want out of a standalone headset and a pc vr compatible headset i feel like it'll be an all-in-one but the higher priced version you know not the budget will sell your data to make up for the rest of the cost version so i could be wrong but that's only happened like once and it was a long time ago so. midlife gamist <laughs> what's up midlife thanks what's for dropping going? in how's it going um you know I've already said this, but I actually like my HTC Vive Pro a lot. Yeah. Like, it's my favorite headset to use, actually. I come over here and I use your index, and then I go home, and, like, my Vive Pro feels like home. Yeah. So I personally am, like, kind of like a HTC, I don't want to say fanboy, but, like, I like I have a special connection with it, yeah. especially because it's not Oculus, you right. know? And I can use it to do all the stuff I want to do. So right. I would be really stoked if they came out with a dope-ass fucking standalone headset, you know? And I mean, I don't know that I would be able to afford it, but you bet your ass I'd be fucking sending emails and like poking mm -hmm. people and being like, yo, yeah. what's up? Yeah. <laughs> well, the crazy thing is, just like Dickhead Robot mentioned, like why... Would they come out and be like, oh my God, guys, look what we have. Ta-da! A peripheral that does not work with our new headset. Mm -hmm. right. Does not work with the Cosmos. It does not work with the Vive Pro. What? It works with, well, it might work with the Vive Pro, but it that is discontinued. You can only get the right. Vive Pro I. Right. If you go out to buy a Vive Pro, only the Vive Pro I is there. So what are you guys doing? Why does this not work with your brand new headset? Yeah. Well, what the hell? Because no one has it. Yeah, but like, why wouldn't it at least be compatible? Like, this is like, how do you trust a company that does something like this? I mean, it's probably it's probably a different CEO, right? So old CEO sure. makes the Cosmos a thing. Old new CEO comes in and is like, well, that's a piece of shit, and we're not gonna be pushing that. You know, like, <laughs> like what do you, if they made something that was compatible with the Cosmos, it would not get used. But it could be compatible with both. They're both their products, and that would be ideal. You know, I feel like I feel like the Vive Pro was the residual um, leftovers of the Vive, which Valve designed, right? Mm -hmm. And HTC came and, and and mass produced them and pushed them out and offered the support and blah 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 blah. And then HTC said, "Well, we can make this a little bit better," and they did. They they made a great headset. The Vive Pro is fantastic. So what did they do? They discontinued it. Okay, for and they have this this other headset that's absolute garbage. But they have the Vive Pro I, which is a great headset as well. But it's it's really expensive. It has Toby eye tracking. You know, this it, you're paying for stuff that isn't implemented in almost any game yet. 
-hmm. right? So, I mean, really, who's going to go out and buy the Vive Pro I except for the Vive Pro I except for enterprises, right? So why why Hussein just, X says it took them six days to reveal a tracker. It might take them six years to reveal an HMD worth buying. That's if they can pull off an HMD worth buying in six years. Like they, that, that's <laughs> that's what he's saying. I, yeah, I know. Like <laughs> track. Like you got to be able to tracking's important. That is VR. If you can't track your stuff. And, like, and then that's why I always yeah. go back whenever this conversation comes up versus yeah. fucking uh, all-in-one tracking versus outside tracking. It's like, dude, tracking is the most yeah. important thing. It is. So until that standalone tracking compares, I'm not going to be in a hurry to use it. Yeah. And, you know, I wonder, right, like I really should have looked this up before, but does anyone know how many employees HTC has? Right. We, we like to rag on them. I feel like they're now probably a smaller a smaller company than Facebook, at least. And Facebook, <laughs> everyone's now, a smaller company. Yeah, than I know. <laughs> so Facebook has fifty-eight thousand six hundred employees from the last number that I saw, and we heard that twenty percent of that fifty-eight thousand is working on VR and AR. That's over eleven thousand employees chilling at Facebook, working on mm. the Quest, Quest Two, Quest Three, Quest Four, and how to best harvest your data but, <laughs> but eleven thousand. so htc really they really got to bring it here because they, they got to have some people working on this stuff they got to have people improving the tracking and, and they just it has to work really well so fingers crossed dude now. if it if it doesn't they are in serious, serious. trouble serious. like serious trouble if this yeah. thing doesn't come out and wow people they are going to be in fucking trouble yeah. no one's going to believe a goddamn word they say like you know fool me, fool me once fool me can't get fooled again <laughs> You know what I'm saying? I do. Alex Bush right here. Yeah. <laughs> fool me, can't get fooled again. No, I'm trying not to get fooled again. Uh, Man, so what do you think? Are they gonna are they gonna hit this one out of the park or are they gonna fall on their face? Because I believe this is no idea. the make it or break it moment for HTC. I agree. If they fail on this, that's it, man. Close the door. So let me let me it. ask about the G2 then, because the G2 came out. Fell on its face. Yeah. Is, and that's not that's not it for HP, right? So they're gonna have another No, staff. but they HP does other stuff. They make printers, they make computers, they make everything. HP is HP. They this is just a little thing for them. HTC, they make VR headsets and then they sold off the division that made phones. Yeah, that's so they don't even have that part. Yeah. But so like th this is it, man. Like if this fails, I don't know how they're gonna continue to be funded. You know, like, where are they going to get the money to pay their employees? So. Lissa says there's 3,500 employees at HTC. Oh, jeez, so man. So they have a third of the, the people the working, people on, working it on it at Facebook. Wow. And well, that's their entire company. I mean, again, Facebook is fucking huge, so it's yeah. kind of stupid to compare it to anything, but... Well, but you got to. I mean, 11,000 people working on one product and 3,500 people working on another product, and the 3,500 side is the one that's going to be the most expensive one mm -hmm. and i don't know you know they can't track hands yet how are they tracking someone's face you know what i mean like let's put the resources where they need to be right figure out your tracking right. first well and i mean and that's and this goes to show just why the marketing team needs to get their fucking shit together because they should know that they yep. should know that they can't lead with these products otherwise no one will care you know like you have to lead with a banger like yeah. something that like ah like whoa like yeah. 
It's the boy who cried wolf because next time they're going to be like, oh, yeah, they show us here's the corner of a logo. Exactly. And we're going to be like, who cares, dude? Yep. GFY. Yeah. What's you that going to be? Some fucking. Yeah. My, who knows? Is it finally that butthole tracker that <laughs> DHR is talking about? <laughs> that's funny. Fuck her up. Uh, that's funny. He's a funny. Yeah. He's a funny robot. He is, man. Yeah, I don't know exactly what his deal is, but you know, at end of season one, he crashed our ship, and that's how we ended up in this one. Mm. Um, it's kind of a dick, but uh, you know, sometimes he comes in and he just tells it like it is, and that's why it's all right sometimes yeah. when he shows up. Yeah, this this was one of those times where it was like, you know what? Mm -hmm. I kind of I kind of feel you, dude. Yeah. Oh man. Yep. Um, oh, so here's something we, we did. We, I, don't, I don't think we mentioned this. So we mentioned that you're working with cyber shoes, mm -hmm. but we did not mention oh, yes, yes. something cool. Yes. So we will. Let me pull the screen down real quick because I just want to show you guys something. Um, we are going to be giving away some cool stuff here. We have a full cyber shoes game station. That we're going to give away on this channel. It is Boom. the it's the it's the stool. It's the VR anti-static carpet. It's the shoes. Um, you know, obviously the dongles and the trackers and all that stuff. And we are giving this. This is like a five hundred dollar thing, man. And we're yeah. giving this to one of you guys. So go ahead and hop into the description, and you will find a link to the Gleam um, giveaway that we're going to use to give this away. And uh, this we're going to run this for like over the next month, so over the next four episodes. So you will have a little bit of time to uh, to enter, or you know, to to have your friends enter or whatever because this is this is super fun man you know who doesn't want this for free <laughs> this is the thing you want to win yeah. you know what i mean like a lot, a lot of times like these peripherals like b haptics cyber shoes you're looking at it and you kind of have to waffle on it for a while you know yeah, you're, you're like, like do Damn. i buy another headset yeah. or do i buy this thing is for it the worth it right. you know is it not i want it but do i have yeah. the money you know and like this problem fucking solved y'all like you can get it for free and it's only to our subscribers. So, yep. so you have to be subscribed. Yep. And if you so want to subscribe. share this shit with others um, and lower your chances of winning it, please share it with your friends and get them to subscribe <laughs> to our channel as well. Well, uh, yeah, okay. Yeah. Share it. Yeah. Share, <laughs> <Please> share it. <laughs> um, oh, Gleam, Gleam helps you, right? Like it gives you more entries if you do more things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can you can pick how, I mean, there's there's a the few things you can click on. You can click on our Twitter. You can click on CyberShoes Twitter. You can get extra entries for, for doing these things. And this is great. So for anyone that doesn't know, I'm sure you guys know already, but you strap these to your feet, right? You put them on kind of like over, you know, under your sneakers or your shoes or whatever. And then, and then you kind of, you, you sit on the stool and you run and you get exercise. This yep. is, this is definitely, um, you know, I've always said that I really like this product for, you know, I game and I hate to exercise, but this puts exercise into my gaming. You know, I will go land on a planet in, in no man's sky and I'll go hiking mm -hmm. and that'll be, you know, I'll hike up a mountain and that'll be my, that'll be my cardio. I'll get, you know, I'll intentionally get myself to the point where uh, my heart's racing and, you know, I'm, I'm sweating a little bit because I want, I need some kind of exercise. Mm -hmm. So this is a really, really good way to do so. And for me, it's in like, this is the thing that really kind of like shifted my perspective on cyber shoes is that it's not, in my opinion, to be used as an all or nothing thing. Right. Like I wouldn't right. use cyber shoes to completely replace your locomotion in the game because there's a lot of stuff that's like tight little corners and shit and mm -hmm. cyber shoes just doesn't do a great job right you can't really strafe and stuff yet right 
yet right but that being said if you can use these to like sprint across a hall you know or like across the field or like whenever you have like a straightaway you can like all of a sudden you realize that you have the option to use your feet mm -hmm. being able to go back and forth from the sticks yeah. to my feet just whenever i feel like makes these a, a good and immersive experience yeah. having to like go all into the cyber shoes when i was trying to do that it, i was finding it very difficult so if you do win these it's not all or nothing you know put them on your feet use your controllers but then when you want to run you can and that is fucking cool mm -hmm. yeah i agree we had a great a great thing for gamescom 2020 where where a bunch of creators got together and we played onward with these things and it was one of the funnest times really that I've really had. fun yeah not like even fucking running around. across the field with your gun like hoping you're not going to get shot i mean it really is it can really insert in, in a lot of different situations add to the immersion mm -hmm. so it really is good you can run in these things you can jump you can even kick in games that support it so um, yeah, fun stuff arthur knox finally here for a live show man hey Ooh. welcome in thanks for being here what's up you're late but whatever <laughs> i'm good fine i guess <laughs> um all right well uh what else you got for us dude oh man we got some stuff did you uh did you mute like you were supposed to so you could pull something else up remember you oh i did idea? not but uh I we think, can do that do you have something Let's to pull i mean that's just i'm just trying to be no thank you responsible <laughs> thank you thank you i appreciate that yeah <laughs> let's see what can we pull up here because there, there is there's stuff going on all over vr right now so we got um, oh, you know what's a good thing to talk about is there is this kid. Um, let me see if I can find it real quick. I have it pulled up here. And this is interesting because HTC just came out with this lower cost. Oh, HTC just came out with this lower cost tracker, right? They, they lowered the price of this. They made it smaller. Um, and I found it interesting that there's this kid um, that is, has found a way to do full body tracking um, for really, really cheap. Let me pull this up here. Um, so check out check out this uh, this article if you can on Upload VR. So this dude um, was able to create this very low cost tracking system, and right now it only works 180. Uh, but but he is working on the 360 version, and I I think he said you know he's he's targeting for like a 60 dollar price for full body tracking. Whoa! Right, and to buy all the Vive pucks, you need three of them. Right, one for each foot and one for your waist. Uh, before that was close to like a five hundred dollar thing, right? Mm -hmm. um, this guy is going to be able to pull off sixty bucks and just some kid. Well, like, wow. <laughs> I mean, well, first of all, that's great. It is. Second of all, what kind of full body tracking we talking here? Because you know you can hook up a fucking connect. But this is true. It doesn't look the same as somebody who's got trackers on. This is true. Well, there are videos. Um, I think there are some videos here. Which oh, like a little like demonstration. Yeah, dang it, I don't think I have it pulled. So this dude has a Facebook or I'm sorry, a YouTube page, and uh, you can check out his progress. So you know, check out this article, check it out. It's kind of fun stuff. Um, the point here is we are getting to a place where this stuff is all going to become affordable someday, right? It won't just be the people that are like, oh my god, I love VR. I'll I'll eat ramen to to play with all these toys, mm -hmm. right? Like this stuff is is coming down the line where headsets are getting cheaper, peripherals are getting cheaper. This stuff is really, you know, we're getting more and more immersive as well, which is which is just the main goal, right? Yeah. So I mean, dude, I've said it before, full body tracking is insanity. Yeah. And anybody who like gets into it, 
like Eric Eric for president yeah. recently started doing it and like he had never done it before. He goes in once and he comes out and he's like, oh. Yeah. Sadly, it's Bradley was on and he talked about yep. how he got completely addicted yep. to full body track. Right. They would just like just go yeah. in there and just be, you know, yeah. and like this to me speaks to like the real true power of VR because it's about being present, right? Like it's about looking down and seeing you, yeah. you know, like we yeah. don't do that in our normal lives like you're just so busy wrapped up in all your stupid shit as you're going throughout the day just <laughs> dumb doing this oh now i gotta eat next oh i gotta you know and you're just like thinking constantly you never look down and be like oh my god i'm here you know yeah. it's like self-realization yeah. and vr starts to force people it just forces you to do it it's like you mm -hmm. look down and you see your hands in a way that you haven't seen them since you were young, and, you know? One of the problems with full body tracking is there aren't a ton of titles out there that support it, right? So spending all that money to track your full body when you only have a couple options, right? You got VRChat, uh, Neos, mm -hmm. um, and then you got like Blade and Sorcery, mm -hmm. right? Which is great. You can kick people. I mean, you got, that is a very immersive one. It's very realistic, but there just aren't a ton of titles to support it. You, you, I mean, remember like the Be Haptics days at the very beginning, there were like two games that supported it. So we were like, eh, right? Then all of a sudden, now everyone's supporting this thing and it's one of the greatest peripherals to ever come out for VR, right? So um, I feel like, Full body tracking will get there as more people and more developers implement it and the cost of these things go down. Your normal Joe and Sally Walmart don't have all this money to, to buy Vive trackers, set them all up, stick all this shit to you all the time. You know, it's it's hard. There's a lot of friction there. Mm -hmm. So Arthur Knox is wondering, do y'all think cameras can be connected by Bluetooth to work with the Quest 2? Can't. What kind of cameras are we talking about? Like here? an external camera for tracking is my guess. Oh, like like how they used to track the CV1, like the original Oculus Rift, and so um, there were there were external cameras that you put in the corners of your yeah. rooms, infrared cameras. Um, yeah, I um, yeah, I doubt it. Because it, yeah, right? that camera would have to interface it does somewhere yeah. else, yeah. you know, like on a computer or on your yeah, it has to hook up to the, it has to hook up to Steam VR or Oculus. You know, to their software mm -hmm. it has to be completely integrated. I don't think that's going to be a thing. Yeah, you're right. So. And it seems like all they want to do is just continue to double down on the inside out tracking. Yeah. And try to add it. And, and I think we'll get there with inside out tracking. Everyone knows that inside out tracking is not where Vive tracking is. But at the same time, most people do not want to set up base stations, pay $150 a base station. Mm -hmm. And then, and, and, you know, it's just not, it's not as in reach as something like the Quest. Mm -hmm. But the Quest has the XR2 chipset and that XR2 chipset supports seven cameras, right? And we only got four on the Quest right now. If we got one on the back or one on the top or something as yes. as these things evolve, right? We, we, we hear a lot of talk about in the Quest 3, possibly putting the battery and some of the components on the back um, of the headset to even out the weight, uh, slim up the front a little bit, right? So I wouldn't be surprised if we have, if we end up with cameras on the back, on the sides, on the top. Mm -hmm. um, I believe that inside out tracking will eventually encompass just about everything yeah. and become almost as good as, as standard, you know, laser based, um, um, Steam VR track laser based. Yes, laser lasers. Person person <laughs> says uh, uh, if you're a content creator, you can use full body trackers for mixed reality overlaying an avatar with live. 
which is another use case yes. for yes. for that. But the thing is, yep. the thing that I personally love about Live is that you can just put your actual body into the scene with a camera, right. and then you, right. And we and we do use um, Vive trackers in Live to track the camera itself. So I can move around. You know, I usually let Alex play because he is way better at games than me. <laughs> and I'm better at the tech than him. So I'm usually walking around with the camera. Um, but that camera is tracked within virtual reality as well as taking just the image of him. As you saw, if you can, you know, I don't know if you saw last week's episode when we showed, we got to get that video up actually, the mm. Synth Riders video that we did our first real good, um, I think it was real good, <laughs> MR video. So It was good. Yeah, I think so. I'll give it to you. It's going to be even better um, on the next one. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it will. Yeah, we're really excited. We're, we're stepping shit up around here, and yep. uh, you guys will start to see evidence of that yeah. pretty soon. Yes. And if you want us to do even more, we have a Patreon. So please feel free to click on that Patreon link oh, yeah. at the bottom. If you do have any extra dollars here and there, please feel free to give them to us. <laughs> and we yeah. will use that to make you some really cool shit. Yeah. If you're a Patreon, you can, you can boss us around. Yeah. You can be like, hey, guys, listen, I'm a Patreon. Next episode, I need yeah. you to bring this up. And I'll be like, okay, done. So, Might as well thank the Patreons while we're on the subject. Yeah, we right? should. We got Robin, who's our newest Patreon. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, thanks, yeah, Robin. Robin. Thank you very much. We got Cody, who's your homie. Yep, I yep. love Cody. Over here in Arizona, we got Delirium Drew. We got Cheryl Goldberg. Um, and we got John Westra. So we got some good ones. And Who we had German ones? Rifter. I feel like if you're ever a Patreon, you stay a Patreon. Is he still? Yeah. Well, Jeremy Rifter, as, as a lot of people in the community know, he's been through some shit. Yep. He got COVID. He was hospitalized yep. for a long time. He just, his, his, you know, the poor dude. You know, why is it always the nice guys that get <laughs> yeah, shit on? Right. <laughs> yeah. We love you, Jeremy well, Rifter. But point, anyway. Point is, once a yeah. Patreon, always a Patreon. Mm -hmm. And like, if you, I mean, if you ever find a way to contribute, which we have no expectations of, but if you do, you will definitely earn yeah. favor with us. Yep. Yeah, for sure. Pay us. Pay us. <laughs> Brittany, Brittany Perulis, my lovely fiance in chat. Oh, what's up, Brittany? Say hi to say hi to my fiance, Brittany. Everyone, she'll be my wife in about a month or less, which is fucking crazy. Can't believe I'm getting married. Like, That's nuts. That is nuts. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Good for you, man. Thank you. I'm, I'm so happy for the both of you. Yeah. Thank you. You know, <laughs> the the version of me in my 20s is like looking at me. He's like, dude. What are you doing? Like you, you know better. <laughs> you know, like come on. <laughs> but you know. Well, you I, found a keeper. I've so got. A, thank you. That's yes. very true. I yep. certainly have, and uh, you know, I've gotten older and wiser, and uh, I've learned to definitely not let a good thing go when you have it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, so I got a question for you. So we talked a lot today, especially with with Blake being on the show about Facebook. So what do you think about this whole Facebook thing with with being able to say, "Hey, Facebook." to your quest and it listens and then, you know, launch whatever, or show me the friends that are online. You used to be able to, I think, double click the, um, the Oculus button and it would bring up the voice assistant. Now, Facebook is listening all the time. Dun, dun, dun. Well, it, all, it probably already yeah, was. I know, I know. <laughs> and now it's blatantly obvious. Yeah, You're not hiding totally it anymore. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, here's the thing, man. We already do it. Like, yeah, it's already happening, and yep. we know it. So, and Facebook just jumping on board sure. it doesn't really seem like. A... Well, here's here's the other thing about this though. You're not saying "Hey Oculus," which would make sense. You're saying "Hey Facebook." So, does this mean that they're going to slowly start to phase out the Oculus brand? Are they trying no. to really get no? Yeah. You don't think so? Well, that's good. I, I don't not. think so. Yeah, it's like uh, you know, at this point, the word Oculus 
for a lot of people is synonymous, truly synonymous with uh, virtual reality in the same way that like Kleenex is synonymous with a tissue. Yeah. You know, like people will be like, yeah. yo, will you fucking hand me a Kleenex real quick? Like they don't mean an actual Kleenex brand Kleenex. They are asking you to right. hand them a fucking tissue. Right. Joe and Sally Walmart are doing this with, with VR. They're like, oh, you know, meet me on the Oculus, you know? It's but like, at that same at that same thing, when Joe and Sally, Sally Walmart walk into Walmart and they see an Oculus Quest, are they going to buy that over them seeing a Facebook Quest? Because they know what Facebook is. They're like, oh, I got them Facebook there. I feel like Facebook is hiding behind the name Oculus. Yeah. They're like, oh, no, it's not Facebook, it's Oculus. You know, like, they're like hiding back there, like yeah. using it as a shield so people don't know that it's Facebook immediately. It's only after yeah. you've bought the damn thing and you try to log in. It's like, oh, by the way, you better have a fucking Facebook account. Yeah. That's true, man. Um, damn. Damn, you know, it, it is that could be it because when you look at an Oculus Quest box, there is, I don't think there's a Facebook logo anywhere on there. Um, at least not right there up in your face, maybe mm. on the back somewhere. Yeah, right? know, but like, that's a good point. I don't think yeah. I have seen an Oculus logo yeah. on that. So, box. Why, why then are they having you say, hey, Facebook? <laughs> it's just weird. It's weird. So these, some of these companies and these people, man, I, I just feel like they just need me to come in and consult for them all because they're all, they're all dumb. Yeah. <laughs> well, they just we they just don't give everyone all the yeah, information. True. They just do stuff and then we're left to like wonder yeah. what their intentions are. It would be amazing if companies would do stuff and be like, "All right, so we just did something and here's our intention for the next few years." It's like so you don't fucking freak out or you don't not trust us because we gave you some something cryptic that eventually led into something else, you know? And it's mm. like the problem, dude, and this is a problem that like permeates, in my opinion, all of the shit that sucks in the world right now. And it's a problem of truth. No one knows what's true. You know, like we all have perspectives and, and ideas and, and opinions on matters. But when no one knows what's real and what's not real, it's impossible to fucking get anywhere. This is true. And that's the huge problem right now is like there's a huge issue of trust. We don't know whether or not we can trust this company. And we, yeah, we do. Well, we know. Well, we, know. <laughs> we, know. we, we yeah. think we know, but, yeah. you know, I mean, we're kind of kind of praying and hoping that right. we can, you right. know, like it's a, it's an issue of trust and it's an issue of truth. And both of these things are the reason why people get pissed off when all of these like political things happen, you mm -hmm. know, or like Twitter blows up when something stupid happens in, you know, uh, in the world with the fucking all the crap that people fucking talk about all the time, mm -hmm. you know? So yeah, we just need to get to a point where like when information comes out, it's verifiable. Yeah. And if we can verify information and we can verify stuff and find a, a clear path to do that, I think it's going to help us achieve a lot more, not just in the VR space, but just as a fucking species, you know, yeah. like we got to figure yeah. out what's true and what's not true. Because at this point, people don't give a fuck what's true and what's not true. They just choose a side that makes the most sense to them or makes them feel the best. And then they just run with it. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's true. That's true. Well, you know, Oculus does even sometimes surprise us, right? So, I mean, I know this is kind, it's kind of old news now, but we didn't really get to talk about it, right? So, Oculus now um, is allowing virtual desktop to stream um, PC content, which before they had blocked, you used to have to go on a side quest. You would have to load the patch 
um, you know, you'd have to figure out SideQuest, load the patch, and then be able to, to stream PC VR, assuming you had a good enough five gigahertz network to do so. Um, they, Oculus came out and said, nope, that's not happening, right? So, so you had to go that whole side route. Now, um, now this is in the official Oculus Quest store. When you buy virtual desktop, you immediately, as long as you put the, the streamer on your desktop and you download that little client, you can now stream PC VR. Cool. So, yeah. That's pretty awesome. Um, now, remember, I, and, and this is, I think, why they didn't allow it to begin with. If you have some, you know, if you have a, a router that you got from your internet service provider, this probably isn't going to be what you want to do. If you have um, a shitty Linksys that you got back in, you know, 1999 and the thing's still hanging on, right? This isn't, you don't want to do this. Stick with the cable, right? But if you have a really good five gigahertz or six gigahertz or, or, or Wi-Fi six network, then this is amazing, right? Being able to play any VR game that you want wirelessly. It's just so good. It's so good. The latency has gotten to a point where you really can't tell the difference between link, using a link cable and using VR um, virtual desktop. And the colors even come through better on virtual desktop than they do on link. Now, I still can't figure out why Oculus hasn't just hired this guy, right? right. If I was, if I was um, Mark Fuckerberg, I'd be like, yo, get Guy Godin in here. Let's do this. Hire this guy immediately because... Oculus needs their own wireless tracking system. Well, wireless streaming system. Mm -hmm. So look at this this first sentence. You can now wirelessly stream Half Life Alex, Boneworks, H three VR, and other PC VR only games. Like it's just. I mean, I don't know. It seems <laughs> the H three VR in there seems a little forced to me. Just saying. Like yeah, back in the day, hot dogs ham. Hot dogs, horseshoes, and hand grenades. <laughs> I almost said hamburgers. <laughs> yeah. Was a really, really popular game. It just seems you know, like like the whoever wrote this yeah. is a fanboy. Yeah, you know? for like sure. They put it in there with yeah. Half Life Alex and Boneworks. Like, yeah, no, come on, come on. no. <laughs> you know, no. like that's not even the same might, ballpark. It's like his like yeah. it's like his no. cousin's game or something. You know, right? like, <laughs> like, why why how could you slip that game in there with Half Life Alex and Boneworks? <laughs> I mean, I'm not trying to talk shit about that game, but yeah, that just, it, it is really good. But it's, it's really for gun enthusiasts, right? Mm. Um, there's some cool things in there actually too, right? Where you can run around and, and like Team Fortress clones, but everyone's a hot dog. You just run around and it, blow all the meat apart. Is that in that game? Yeah. Wasn't that supposed to come to Quest? Don't you remember, like, at, like a long fucking time ago, like OC Six, there was like a like a Meat Fortress trailer, and it was like. A first-person shooter in mm -hmm. the world of Team Fortress. What the fuck happened to that game? It's in H3. It's in H3? It's just in there? Yeah. You just go in and you pick that game mode. Yeah. Wow. I had mm -hmm. no idea. Yeah. I was now, expecting I mean, that game to come out. I, I would think that uh, that anyone that wants to make a successful game is working on a Quest version, right? Originally, everyone was like, ah, oh, PC VR, yay. But now everyone's buying Quests. That's where all the money is. They're making, you know... Look at Saints and Sinners with a $29 million, you know, um, um, sales on their games, right? Like, this is where the money is in virtual reality. So if you're a developer, this is, this is where you want to go. This is it, right? And um, I did, you know, I did see a, and this, I think you posted this on Twitter, so it should be fine to talk about. I did see a uh, Twitter post of 
my one of my favorite games, Grapple Tournament, mm. running on a quest. Yeah. So that is coming um, maybe sooner than later. Yeah, it'll. I wouldn't hold your breath. Five six months, maybe. Yeah, yeah. That sounds like a, a probably mm -hmm. a reasonable expectation. Yep. Yeah. And if you guys haven't played Grapple Tournament, you are missing out. Oh my God, you guys are missing out, man. This game is about to get full haptic support. So you can fly around, you can fling around using this grapple hook, grabbing on the wall, swinging around where you're shooting at your friends. Things are hitting you in the chest, in the back. Your arms are getting the recoil. And oh my God, guys, buy this game and play this game. It's cool. And the haptics feel really awesome. Yeah. Uh, it's going to update on March 18th with the mm, B haptics update. Nice. So that is in nice. what, like a, like a week? What is the date today? The 12th? Yep. So yeah, less than a week. Yeah. That'll be exciting. Maybe yeah, we'll do be. like an event where uh, we play with everyone and like yeah. we'll throw on our B haptics gear to celebrate the B haptics yep. patch and maybe some of you guys in chat can join us for some matches. That would be fun. Watch us on Twitter, guys. If you if you're not following us on Twitter, I'm I'm at Skiva and this is at Alex underscore underscore VR. And we will we will create an event um where we all get to hop in and to grapple tournament and play. Whether you have a vest or not, doesn't matter. Um uh, you know, we we actually have a, a a between realities headset that you can put so on your character sick. in the game, um, and yeah, this game. If you are a fan of Unreal Tournament, Quake Three Arena, the old school, super fast run, gun, die, frag, repeat. You know what I mean? Ultra fast, always action happening. This is the game for you. It's, it's a really, lot really of good. grappling too. Like it I, is. when I made this video for B Haptics, I was playing on a. Uh, on like a, like a beta, you know, and I was running around with bots and the bots who I was running around with were kind of keeping me, uh, kind of keeping my feet on the ground, you know, like they're not grappling around a whole lot, but if you want to be competitive in this game, yeah. you are on the move constantly. Yeah. You are yeah. constantly swinging like fucking Spider-Man around yeah. these levels. Like, and that's what that's like. It's like Spider-Man with guns. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it is. Legit. Like these guys got that shit worked out. And because of Grapple Tournament, I now fully believe that a Spider-Man VR is possible. And I think, don't quote me on this, it's complete speculation, but I think Spider-Man will be, um, if Sony knows what's good for him, yeah. and Insomniac Games will be a PSVR 2 um, game. Because, no, that's yeah. actually a pretty fun, that's a pretty fun little thing to speculate. Yeah. Because they made Iron Man. They did, you know. and and Sony bought Insomniac Games, right? So yeah. now, so now Insomniac Games has to do what they're told by Sony, right? And now they made they made uh, the new Miles Morales version of you know the upscaled version of the Spider-Man experience for the PS5, um, and I imagine with the amount of work they did in that game that they will utilize that. Um, for all different kinds of experiences and hopefully vr will be one of them because obviously it's gonna be done there's other games now that are also grabbing this grappling mechanic um one is swarm that isn't that isn't out yet but it's coming mm -hmm. and it's so good it's so good but it's more of a a, a, a single player experience um they, they will have multiplayer later on but single player compared to grapple tournament which is multiplayer um both very good games both make very good use of the swinging mechanic and the grappling hook type of mechanic um, and it just goes to show that something like spider-man could absolutely work yep i agree yeah and then never mind the winland series right winland's one and two yeah so yeah, yeah don't even like that yeah it's like yeah it's like they're cla those are classics yeah. now especially the second one and winland's two is b haptics native that's right we went in there and we swung around and we uh yeah that's yeah. the first time i ever tried uh virtual desktop 
I think it was the first time I ever tried virtual desktop period playing a VR game was playing Winlinks 2 with my behaptics gear downstairs. Like it was connected to my PC upstairs and everything was connected and working. And for that game, you do need some pretty quick latency, right? You you can't have very high because you're swinging and you're aiming for like branches and stuff. Yeah. For the record, I definitely dropped frames. Like it wasn't, it wasn't like super, super. It's getting better and better though. Well, and that was on the Quest 1. Like this was a while ago that we did that. I remember that that was super fun yeah that was super fun so anyway so yeah we got uh we got that going on and we're gonna have a between realities grapple tournament party so i hope you guys want oh let us know too i i had this idea about maybe getting together with with some between realities people and doing like a big screen night where we all like hop in and um maybe just watch something and have fun and throw popcorn at the screen and all that fun stuff so yeah let us know in chat or in the comments or in our goddamn discord or in our discord come join our discord let us know if that's something you want to do because i would love to put it together but only if people are going to show up so right yeah well we can talk about big screen after we play grapple tournament on the 18th so fucking pencil it in people march 18th let's all get together and play some grapple tournament and have a good time because those games are so much more fun when you recognize every name in the lobby like that's, oh yeah! That is why I love collaborating yeah. with people because it's a group of people who you know the names and you know the personality mm-hmm. behind the name. So like when I kill Soul Fox, that means so much more to me <laughs> than when I kill just some random name. You know, like so much to me to slaughter Soul it Fox. Does. <laughs> it does. It does. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Soul Fox is too good at games. All right. You know what's get... funny is like that dude will will you know I'll, I'll shoot soul fox and i'll be like yeah you suck you know and then he'll shoot me and i'll die and he'll be like i love you buddy i know right he's, <laughs> he's not he, he's such a good guy even when really, he kills you he's nice he doesn't talk shit yeah, yeah. he just doesn't yeah. he just only has good things to say he does he's such a good dude well really like you know we'll see how good he is see if he hears this uh, yeah. If you ever hear this conversation, Soul yeah. Fox, come tell me about it because I'm guessing you probably won't. Right? <laughs> you want to wrap this up? Yeah, I kind of, I kind of want to mention one more thing here. Right. And and again, this is probably a week old or so, but but we had this this thing happen where where after the fall is a game that got announced, um, and this has been in beta for a little while, but in the description it says that after the fall is also coming to yet to be announced VR platforms. Now this could mean two things. This could mean that they just haven't announced that it's gonna be on CB1 or you know, or whatever. Or it could mean that this is coming to an unannounced headset. An unannounced headset. And we do know that HTC does have a standalone headset coming. We know that Pico has one. They have games in their store like like um well you know, P- Pico did announce also a Pico Neo 3, by the way. Oh, I did not know that. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I do feel like, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not exactly sure what to make of this one. I, I don't know if they're talking about a headset that just hasn't been announced at all. Well, you know, why but, haven't they? I mean, it's obvious that the wording is a little unclear. So, right. I mean, have, have they not followed this shit no. up? No. Like, why not come out no. and clear it out of the air and be like, oh, hey, by the way, guys, we didn't mean. Because they're sitting back there laughing, going, look at all these guys. Look at these people talking about us. Yeah. It's, it's, it's PR for them. Fuck it doesn't this matter. Cryptic it's marketing shit. Mm-hmm. It's I'm marketing. over it. I think it's stupid. It's stupid, but we get on here every week and we talk about it. Fuck that. We <laughs> We're not talking about this anymore. Take, take this off the screen. Fuck you, After the Fall. It's not happening. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, kind of. Um, I, to me, this 
this is bullshit and I don't think it means that I don't think that they accidentally leaked a headset that we haven't heard of. I think they said it's coming to a headset that we haven't said it's coming to mm -hmm. like okay. PSVR. Yeah. Like yeah. That, that's like one two. of those ones. Yeah. Or PSVR two or yeah. you know, Oculus. I mean, but or the HTC, what the hell would they even call that thing? The focus, know. the blur. No, no. <laughs> the, uh, the focus. I mean, cause this is supposed to be a, a successor to the focus. The new headset that they're coming mm -hmm. out with. So, yeah. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. Either way, I don't think after the fall spilled the beans here. I think whoever put that sentence together didn't proofread it enough. And then it went out. And then everyone's like, uh, wait, what does this mean? And they're like, oh, fuck, people are talking about it. <laughs> like, it's I, this, yeah. uh, this to me, I, I don't get that excited about this. But I scrolled right past the first images of the Quest 2. Like when they first, when they were first announcing the Quest 2 and like it wasn't announcements, it was like speculation, just like, yeah. it's like images, you know, like with like the purple background. Yeah. I was like, okay. That's not it. Yeah. I just yeah. cruised right past it thinking it was like a digital render or something, yeah. you know, and then like three days later, everyone's like, oh, actually oh, that Quest was it. One, but it's white. Mm -hmm. Right. And I yeah. was like, okay, fuck, I guess I was wrong, you know? So I've been proven wrong before. Um, you know, I, I guess I sometimes have a bit of a cynical perspective. <laughs> so <laughs> it is what it is. <laughs> well. Yeah, that's I good. That's I don't good. think they spilled the beans. I think they they could have done a better job wording yeah. their sentence. That's yeah. that's what this says to me. That's cool. But we'll see. Well, that's cool. I mean, there's there's so much stuff coming that it could mean anything, right? Like Hussein X says, could it mean Viveport Infinity? You know, like yeah, it, it very well could. And but but Viveport Infinity, I feel like it's going to be tied to this new HTC headset as well. I mean, you know, like I said in the past, they, HTC has the infrastructure, and that's one of the biggest things you need besides some good hardware to pull off a legit VR um, mm -hmm. ecosystem. Mm -hmm. You have to have all of it, and I think these guys are going to do it. Now, I remember, remember when the Cosmos came out, and there was an image of the Cosmos connected to a cell phone. So I feel like this was their intent a long time ago to have a cross-platform headset like that was mobile and PC VR, um, you know, and now they're kind of melding it in with the by focus and um, yeah, I don't know, maybe in this face tracker, right? Mm -hmm. We'll see. It's well, gonna be it's interesting. It's you know, interesting. we don't talk about these very often, but we saw some really fucking cool three DOF VR glasses from mm -hmm. Pico at CES, mm -hmm. and those mm -hmm. things were plugged into a phone that you put in your pocket. Yeah. So you put a phone in your pocket. It's plugged into these really light glasses, super thin, and super it thin. looked really fucking good. Yep. So I am not entirely against the whole like plug it into your phone and drop it in your. I'm pocket not either, solution. but I am against three off. Yes. I think three three degrees of freedom is the is VR's poison. But what if they mm -hmm. like ship it with like a brick, right? And it's like yeah. a small computer. Maybe it's not a phone, but right. the power of a phone or maybe comparable or maybe more powerful. And you just put that in your pocket. And like that drives well, the headset. Sure, but but let's be real. With the with the quest being out, because that was all before Quest, right? When they announced all that stuff. So now I'm sure they're saying, nope, it's gotta be built in. Right. It's gotta yeah, be built you're in. Probably right. Yeah. Um, you know, I think I think with the costs of, of XR2 and all of these these chips now being mass marketed and mass produced, and as long as they can get some kind of um, as long as they can get some inventory, I feel like uh, it's all gonna be all in one. All right, listen so. up, people. If you are not subscribed to this channel, do so now. I'm guessing that uh, the people who are watching now are, you mm -hmm. know, because mm -hmm. I can see you guys in the chat and I see you guys every week and your support means so much to us. Mm -hmm. um, so thanks. Let's spread the word a little bit as well. You know, um, we want to grow this, this audience mm -hmm. if we can. We're not going to 
we're not going to resort to any bullshit measures to make that happen, but we would love to grow the audience. So uh, by all means, share well, the show with What's your friends. What's bullshit? Am, am I still going to do the, the segment where I'm naked? Spoilers, dude. I was trying to keep that a secret. <laughs> trying to keep that a secret. Um, well, I, I think this is it, man. My thing for here. Yeah. Yep. So thank you guys for joining us. Yeah. Uh, don't forget to join us next week with um, with uh, Kyle Render. Yep. Kyle Render, who we've talked about a bunch of times on this show. He is the uh, the owner of Failed to Render Comedy. It's a VR comedy show in alt space. And we had uh, a couple of weeks ago or a week ago, yeah. um, Andy Southern. Mm -hmm. obscure nerd and he performs in there all the time so this is the guy who runs that vr comedy show and i love comedy and i love vr so these two are a perfect blend for me Mm -hmm. and kyle's a a great dude like he and i have become friends over the past year and he's hilarious and super down to earth and hardworking and passionate and driven and all those things so it'll be great to have him yeah and and here's the thing guys if you go to see and we can talk about this next week obviously but if you go to um, fail to render comedy club in alt space. First of all, it's free. You don't gonna buy any tickets. And you know that two drink minimum that you get at an actual yeah. comedy club and you're like, oh, I'll just get a Coke. And they're like, perfect, our Cokes are $10 a piece, mm-hmm. right? You don't have to worry about any of that shit. You go in, you see real legit comedians that were touring that no longer can because of the virus. And you don't have to pay anything. You can tip if you would like. They mm-hmm. have tip links, which I think is fantastic. So please do tip, mm-hmm. right? But you don't have to go in and you know spend all this money for admission and drinks and all this stuff. And you get really legit legit comedy club performances it still helps to do the two drink minimum thing you know like grab yourself a beer and throw the headset on and like kick it back while you're hanging out you know or like yeah. a two joint minimum you know oh, there you go there you go two joint minimum that. or two two beer minimum as long as you're getting fucked up when you go to the show it'll probably help you um all right y'all we're gonna leave right, yeah. um we love all of you guys very much thank you so much for being in the chat and joining us for the show today uh we will see you a week from now with kyle render take care everybody bye guys
Thank you.